Hola mi gente. The moment you've been waiting for is finally here. My brand new book, Financially Lit, is officially out. And I can't wait for you to get your copy. Inside this book, I'm bringing you culturally relevant and relatable personal finance advice that will allow you to finally feel seen, heard, and understood. Whether it's the guilt you feel from being the first person to make it while members of your family are still struggling, or the way that financial trauma manifests itself in negative and limiting beliefs around money, Financially Lit is here to guide you through it all. Just a few years ago, it was almost impossible to find personal finance books written for first-generation wealth-building Latinas. We have been forced to navigate the complicated world of money with a bunch of money books written by old white dudes who don't understand what it's like for us first-gen kids. But that stops right here, right now. Inside Financially Lit, you will learn how to set boundaries with your familia, with your dinero, create and pass on generational wealth, diversify and increase your income, protect yourself from financial abuse, navigate the complicated relationship between amor and dinero, invest like a white dude or better, and so much more. You can get your hard copy and audiobook version of Financially Lit at financiallylitbook.com and make sure to join our email list so you can find out when I'm stopping in a city near you for the Financially Lit book tour. See you soon. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Your time is worth money. And especially if you're building a business while working a nine to five, you should think about allocating a certain portion of your paycheck to fund the things that you know need to be done in your business but are just not fun to do. Nobody wants to be doing all of the shit. That's not a vibe. So don't think that because you're not raking in $10,000 a month that you can't hire somebody to help you for a couple hundred dollars here and there. It's just not that serious. And once you realize like how valuable your time is, you get very comfortable outsourcing all types of shit. You're listening to Yo Quiero Dinero, a personal finance podcast for the modern Latina. I'm your host, Janice Torres Rodriguez, personal finance expert, speaker, writer, and business coach. I teach women of color how to build wealth and gain financial independence through side hustles and investing. On this show, we're serving up POC-friendly personal finance knowledge, always with a side of sass. We're talking about how to make dinero, how to keep it, and how to make it grow. If you're ready to become poderosa with your dinero, you've come to the right place. Imagine living the lifestyle you've always dreamed because of a blog. Blogging made it possible for me to walk away from my 9 to 5 at age 36. Now I earn over $100,000 a year in passive income and I'm ready to show you how to do the same. My signature course, the Jumpstart Your Blog Bootcamp, is enrolling soon. In the course, I'm going to teach you how to turn your passion into a profitable blog that helps you earn from anywhere. Even if you're clueless about tech, you've never built a website before, and you're convinced that nobody's actually going to care about what you're writing about. See, this is the thing. I didn't actually believe that you could make money from anywhere doing something that you love until it became my reality. 
I've perfected the art of blogging over the last nine years and because of it, I was able to walk away from my corporate career at the age of 36. I dreamed of having a location independent lifestyle that would allow me to earn money from anywhere in the world and that's exactly what ended up happening but it didn't come without a lot of mistakes, a lot of burnout and honestly a lot of wasted time. So I said to myself, you know, if I could do this all over again, what would you do differently? And that's exactly how I've built my course. If you've ever told yourself, oh, well, I'd love to start a blog, but I have no technical skills, so there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. I'm a busy parent and have a nine to five. I don't have time or I don't know how to narrow down a niche. I love all the things or maybe even isn't blogging dead. I feel like it's too late to do this. <laughs> I promise you what's actually holding you back is you're probably afraid to put yourself out there and you don't think anyone will care about your content. You're afraid of failing, investing your dreams and putting your voice out there. You're afraid of doing things wrong and wasting time and money. And those questions and fears are common, but they're stopping you in your tracks. What if you never launch your blog? Your message deserves to be shared. You can help people by using your blog to share the expertise you've learned along the way, and you can get paid for it. The Jumpstart Your Blog Bootcamp is enrolling soon. Join the waitlist by heading over to YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com slash blog waitlist, and I'll see you soon. Before we hop into today's conversation, I want to remind you to follow us on social. If you're loving this podcast and you want more community, you want to find out more about our events and all the stuff that we have going on behind the scenes, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and everywhere else you love to hang out on the internet. If you're loving this podcast, please take a moment to leave us a review if you listen to us on Apple. It's the easiest way to share our podcast with people that you know and love, and it helps us get discovered by amazing listeners like you. So take a moment, leave us a review, share us with your friends and family, subscribe so that you never miss an episode, and make sure to check out our blog, YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com, where you can sign up for our email list and you'll never miss an episode. Plus, you get exclusive invitations to our live events, special discounts for our digital courses, and as always, our best personal finance tips and advice to help you be poderosa with your dinero. Thanks for listening. Now, let's get into the episode. I am here doing an impromptu live tonight. So I'm going to be talking about how to hire your first employee. I know. It's like, I never ever thought that I would be in a position where I would actually be like hiring people for my business. So tonight we're going to talk about like what that process has looked like for me, some things that I have learned in this whole business building situation. So I want to share some gems. All right. Hello. Hello. Come on in, everybody. Thanks for being here. I am so excited to host this live because I've been seeing a lot of people struggling with, you know, when to know, like when to hire for your business, um, what you should actually be doing, like what things you have to have in place when you're thinking about hiring somebody. So we're going to talk about all of that tonight. If you are here for the first time, my name is Janice Torres Rodriguez. I am creator and host of Yo Quiero Dinero, a personal finance podcast for the modern Latina. I'm a business owner. I am uh, recently fully self-employed. Um, so yeah, so I've been kind of growing these income streams, these side hustles for the past like eight years. And so I've learned a couple of things about, you know, running a business. And I want to share a little bit of insight with you tonight. 
So as a reminder, if you have any questions throughout the live, just go ahead and pop them in the little Q&A bubble. I would be happy to answer as many questions as possible. And I did take some notes here so I don't get sidetracked because I have the attention span of a fruit fly, y'all. So, <laughs> All right, so hiring your first employee. I think the first question that I see a lot of people like asking themselves is like, when do you know it's time to hire, right? I, for the longest time, was like super solo entrepreneur. Like I just did shit all on my own. I was like everything under the sun. And it really wasn't until I started building my second business, which is this podcast, that I realized that like I'm not going to be able to do this on my own. Uh, at some point, you just cannot do all the things, right? And so the first thing that I actually did before I hired somebody to like help me build my business, I hired a CPA. And some people might be like thinking, okay, well, is that technically hiring somebody for your business? Yes. Anybody that you're actually paying to like help you manage some aspect of your business, you're hiring them, right? They might not work exclusively for you, but you are outsourcing some part of your business to that person. And for me, like the financial aspect of running my business was the first thing that I was like, I got to get rid of this shit because A, I am not about to get like an accounting degree, right? And secondly, Business finances and personal finance are like so different. There's so much more stuff that you have to like take into account when you're running your business and, and you know, managing the finances of it. So it definitely makes sense. You know, if the first person that you should outsource some work to is some sort of CPA or financial professional. It could be an enrolled agent, somebody who's going to help you manage your finances and especially your taxes because business taxes are a real thing. So once I got to the point where I'm like, okay, that aspect of the business is done, but I also find myself just doing too much in my business, especially around social media. You guys, if you're building a business right now, you know that social media is like a full-time job. Besides like all the products and the coaching and all the things that you're actually charging for in your business, social media is like one of those things that's a necessary evil and it can take up so much time, right? And I found myself spending like seven, eight hours a day on social media. Like who has time for that? Especially the fact that like, you're not gonna pay for this shit, especially if you're, you know, you're just starting out, you're just starting to build your brand. So at some point I was just like, I'm spending way too much time on here and I wanna keep growing the brand, but I don't necessarily think that like, this is something that I can continue to do if I want to, you know, have the energy to do all these other things that need to be done in my business. So social media was the first thing that I actually hired for like in my business outside of the accounting stuff. So how did I know it was time? Well, I was spending way too much time doing this stuff and it got to the point where like I wasn't even enjoying it. So I think that's a good place to start. Like if there is something that you know needs to be done in your business, but you don't necessarily think it's the best use of your time, that's something you should consider outsourcing. So for me, you know, I was spending a lot of time answering emails, spending a lot of time booking podcast guests, editing the podcast, then like posting about it on social. It was a lot. It was a lot. And at some point I was like, okay, I gotta let some of this shit go. So the first thing was social media. I hired my first contractor and she's still with me today, Tanya. She's amazing. A lot of the content that you see come out here on social media and the blog and the podcast is because of her. And I could not do this without her help, right? So I don't want you guys thinking that like to get to this level, 
you need to outsource because you are one person and there's only going to be so much that you can do on your own right um so when it comes to like the actual how to start right i'm going to take a look at my notes here so we talked about like how you should or how what you should be looking for you know in, in your uh, business environment that is outsourceable so things like social things like um answering emails booking guests all those things can be outsourced and i think they're a really good way to start because all of those things have to happen but it's not necessarily the best use of your time as somebody who is like responsible for creating the strategy around monetizing your business and all that stuff so in order to start right what should you have in place to actually hire somebody the first thing you need to have a separate business bank account like you cannot be paying somebody through venmo or you know paypal or some random thing unless you're using the business aspect of those services right because paypal has a business service now and venmo also does you definitely should not be paying people in cash like under the table like don't be crazy okay you need a separate business bank account because this is where the payments to your contractor are going to come from and it's also just good practice right to separate your business finances from your personal stuff i didn't do that initially like i was paying my contractor through venmo because i was like i didn't even think about you know actually implementing a system to do this stuff so everything that i tell you is because i did it <laughs> i'm like don't do it okay so separate business bank account super important if you want to start paying somebody now you have to think about how are you actually going to get them the money right what are you going to use i use a system called gusto that's g-u-s-t-o and it is a monthly service that i pay that has payroll built in it has um, time tracking built in it has HR benefits, like if you want to give benefits, like it has all of the HR stuff that you would need in order to administer payments and track time and all that stuff. And it's not that expensive. Gusto, I feel like is starts off at like 30 something dollars a month and then you pay $6 a month per contractor. So it's not a huge investment. And it really does streamline the process of, uh, you know, paying somebody. Um, it helps you just create more structure around that whole aspect of things like when you onboard somebody it gives them access to the irs paperwork that you have to fill out when you hire somebody so it's it's really good and it's really inexpensive so i definitely recommend gusto if you want to find out more about them i actually have a link to them in my um money tools section on my website so yo quiero dinero podcast.com slash money dash tools and it's highly recommended priscilla on here saying gusto is the best yes it is the best and um, if you don't want to use Gusto, what is it? Uh, QuickBooks, they actually have the same functionality. So they have the ability for you to pay somebody, put them on payroll, and it's great. I think it's a couple dollars more per month than Gusto. So either one of those systems, I definitely recommend just because when it comes to like, you know, reconciling your business, you really want to make sure that you're tracking all the stuff, right? And you're doing things right because tax time is a bitch. <laughs> and the more organized you are, at the start, it's going to be so much easier for you. Now, time tracking is, you know, it's up to you how you want to do that. Gusto and QuickBooks have that capability. I started off with just having my contractor filling out like a PDF that was, you know, a week long template. So it was like Monday through Sunday. And you literally input how many hours you work per day. And then she would submit that to me. I would um, execute payroll and keep it moving. 
However you want to do that, you just need to be tracking it in some sort of way, right? Because you don't want to just be like, hi, how many hours did you work? And you're just like popping out of nowhere with a number, okay? Now, sourcing talent. That is something that stresses people out so much. I've heard from so many business owners that are just like, oh my God, like where do I find these people? Like how am I going to hire somebody? <laughs> it's not that complicated, y'all. Like I think, you know, you have to kind of use your corporate experience when you're starting your business. Think about like how does a business hire, right? You put out an ad and that doesn't have to be something paid, right? You can literally like post on LinkedIn. You can post on your social media. You can send an email blast to your followers. Like my social media manager came from my followers on Instagram. So I, you know, she was new. She had just graduated from college. She was looking to get experience with social media. And so we kind of grew this brand together, right? She wasn't like a, an official VA that had like an established business and all this stuff. So you have to use your best judgment when it comes to hiring talent, right? You can source them from websites like Fiverr or Upwork if you just, you know, don't even know where to start. Those places are very affordable for finding people that can help you with social media, virtual assisting, all that stuff, or source from your followers, right? The reason why I decided to take the route of sourcing from my followers is because I needed somebody to like be able to embody the brand. And it for me, it made more sense for somebody who was already like vibing with the brand, who already kind of knew me, right? Um, and then like us figuring out how to translate that. Okay. And it was actually, you know, it was, there was growing pains because I think as a self-employed, like solopreneur, it's hard for us to let shit go. So I would assign things to her and then I would like do them anyway. And it's just like, okay, if you're going to hire somebody, like let them do the shit that they have to do. Don't be a control freak. <laughs> and then that's me talking to me. Okay. So sourcing talent, a couple different places, right? You can look at these third party websites like Fiverr, Upwork, Look amongst your followers, look amongst your friends and family. Like maybe you have a niece or a cousin or a sister or somebody like who wants to get some experience doing this stuff, right? You never know. It could work out very well. And if you happen to have a situation where you end up hiring somebody and it's just not a good fit, guess what? You're the boss. You can be like, hey, this is not working. Okay. But you have to give them ample opportunity to like show up for your business, right? And part of that actually involves you proceduralizing your processes it's one thing when you as a solopreneur like you know everything that needs to be done and you don't need to explain anything to anybody but when you're bringing on a team member you better have your processes like written down because there's no way that this person is going to be able to like read your mind and know what the hell you want them to do if you can't literally break down the process to them right and that goes back to this idea of like use your corporate experience how were you trained? Maybe you were trained in a really like shitty way. So don't follow that example. But if you were trained really well, like in a corporate job and you can take some of that experience, right? So me as an engineer, like I come from an industry that is highly regulated, like everything is a procedure I need to be trained on. So I actually did that. I created processes for all the things that I do in my business. So how to book a guest, you know, how to release an episode, what is the checklist of things that we need to have done when a podcast is aired? Like all of these different things, I had to write them down because it's not enough to just tell somebody, hey, I want you to like go and book a podcast guest. Okay, how? What do I send them? Where's the booking link? Um, 
how far ahead of time should I remind them that they have an appointment? Like all of these things, right? You don't think about the fact that you need to have a process in place, but it's super important. Okay, so we've talked about the systems and, you know, if you guys are jumping on late, don't worry about it. I'm reposting this on my feed. So if you haven't seen this from the beginning, just go ahead and watch the replay. We talked about the systems you have to have in place, the, um, what is it? Sourcing your talent now and proceduralizing your processes. One thing that a lot of content creators don't think about. If you are giving this person that's in your business the authority to create content on behalf of your brand, you have to protect your intellectual property. And, you know, once you start talking about like legalese, everybody gets stressed out and they're just like, oh, my God, like, I don't want to be worried about like, you know, somebody stealing my content or whatever. It's not that complicated to protect yourself. You can look into having what's called an intellectual property agreement and you can find a template online and to get that reviewed by a lawyer or work with an attorney that specializes in intellectual property for businesses. And anybody who creates content for you should be signing an IP agreement, which basically says that like whatever they're creating on behalf of your brand belongs to you, right? Why is that important? Well, if you don't have some sort of IP protection for your business, like trademarking, like copywriting, like having these legal agreements in place, who says that this person is not just going to get super inspired by working with you and like go and steal your shit? You know, you don't want to think that anybody is capable of stuff like that, but you just have to have like your ducks in a row as a business owner, right? And when your business relies on your content, you definitely want to protect it. It sounds like it's going to be stressful. It's not stressful. It's called an intellectual property agreement. Google it. Talk to a business attorney. They usually, you know, a lot of attorneys will do like free consultations and just put that in place, right? Because if you have somebody creating content on behalf of your business, you got to protect yourself. Okay. Another part of like proceduralizing your processes and making sure that this person actually knows what you want them to do, it is very useful to create what's called a brand kit. That is a kit that literally explains things like your color scheme and Canva is a great place to do this. You can actually create like a brand kit in Canva and give your uh, virtual assistant or social media manager or whoever access to that kit. So that way they're always using the same colors for your content. You can put the fonts that you want to use and make sure that they're standardized. You can create templates in there that they can just plug and play. And, um, you know, that is part of streamlining your processes. Again, it's just making sure that there's consistency around like what your expectations are so this person doesn't have to guess like what shade of blue you use, right? Just put that all in a little package for them so that they understand what it is that you need them to do as simply as possible. Another thing too, when you have somebody creating social media content on your behalf, it's very useful to have what's called a brand voice kit. Brand voice kit basically explains like what is the vibe that people are going to get when they interact with your brand? Like what is your tone like? What is your messaging like? What do you want people to feel when they're interacting with you? The more you have, you know, those details, it's easier for whoever you decide to hire to do that social media work to actually like get it right instead of them trying to figure out how am I supposed to mimic you when you give them an outline of like, you know, this is the tone, here's some examples, all that stuff, it's way helpful, way helpful. And streamlining communication, that's so important. 
if you have somebody who's working for you, the last thing that they want is to be getting like a shit ton of emails from you all day about things that need to be done or text messages or like random shit. I love a tool that's called Asana. Asana is free and it is basically, I describe it as like a virtual whiteboard slash chat room slash, you know, like bulletin board where you can actually assign people who are on your team tasks. You can specify a due date. You can share files with them. You can create um, sort of a brand um, to-do list and, you know, see the progress of all the different tasks that you guys are working on. Highly recommend. That is Asana. So A-S-A-N-A dot com. And this is not like, you know, they're not paying me to say this. This is what I use. So the only thing that I recommend on here is like the shit that I use. Okay. All right. So let me see. I have a question in here. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online store shop phase to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dinero, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dinero now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dinero. All right. From an employer perspective, would you be at fault if your contractor doesn't report taxes correctly? No, that is a great question. Your contractor is getting what's called a 1099 form, and that is what is reporting to the IRS the amount of wages that you paid for them for that calendar year. There are usually no taxes taken out of that money. So your contractor is responsible for filing their taxes, making sure that they're paying, you know, the appropriate amount of money that doesn't fall on you. And that's why a lot of people use 1099 contractors, because, you know, when you have a full time employee, you got to be worrying about self-employment tax. And, you know, depending on the state that you're in, there's like all types of shit that you have to worry about. So, no, you're not liable for that as long as you're providing your employee, your employee 
or your contractor with that 1099 form. And the great thing about using a service like Asana or QuickBooks is that they automatically issue the 1099 form. So you don't have to manually do that. If you don't use a service like that, you're going to have to manually like, you know, tally up how much you paid them and then issue a 1099 form. It's a lot of drama and it's not worth it. Honestly, I feel like the services that exist make your life so damn simple. And when it comes to scaling a business and like hiring people, you don't want to complicate shit. You want to make things simpler. Okay. So I love it. Okay. I love Asana. Yes. Asana is a great tool. And the fact that it's free like boggles my mind. It really is nuts. I think another thing that's super important to have when you're hiring somebody is a what I call a password vault. So the access to all the different systems and platforms that you use, right? You want to be able for them to access things uh, on their own by giving them, you know, either administrative rights or something like that. Maybe, you know, you don't want to create a bunch of users in some platform because it's going to cost you money. So then you're going to have to, uh, you know, give them your login for, let's say, your social media scheduling app or Acuity for, you know, scheduling business meetings or whatever. And let me, yeah, I want to go over some tools that I use for my business because sometimes, you know, you might not think that you're ready to hire a person, but you can still outsource in your business. You can hire these services that exist in order for you to like, you know, streamline the way that you do things. So one of the first things that I did when I wanted to like stop going back and forth with podcast guests about like, you know, what time and day we should record an episode was I opened an account with Calendly and it's $15 a month. I'm pretty sure at this point. And you can set up your availability. You can set up different types of appointments that people can book with you. It's great for setting up coaching calls or just, you know, taking business meetings, etc. And instead of going back and forth with people, you can just be like, hi, here's my Calendly link. Let's book a chat or whatever. That is also like hiring. That's that's you outsourcing to get shit off your plate, right? It's so much easier for somebody to pick uh, an appointment with you based on your availability than going back and forth. Anything that involves like too much manual effort on your part needs to be outsourced to a system or a person. Um, another thing too, like I, for the longest time, I was so hell bent on keeping the responsibility of editing my podcast. I was like, nobody's gonna understand how to do this. Nobody's gonna understand what I want. Blah, blah, blah. Long story short, that shit got old, y'all. When I was spending hours upon hours on Saturdays and su- and like Sunday mornings, um, you know, editing a podcast episode, I was like, this is not the best use of my time at all. So what I did is I went on Fiverr and I found a podcast editor who charges me like $30 for 30 minutes. You know how fucking cheap that is? That is so cheap that it's like not worth me doing at all, okay? So I just wanted to give you that number because I think a lot of people have this impression that like to hire help for your business is gonna cost you thousands of dollars a month and you know there's no reason to justify it because you're not making a ton of money. Your time is worth money. And especially if you're building a business while working a nine to five, you should think about allocating a certain portion of your paycheck to fund the things that you know need to be done in your business but are just not fucking fun to do, right? Like, nobody wants to be doing all of the shit. That's not a vibe, you know? So don't think that, like, because, you know, you're not raking in $10,000 a month that you can't hire somebody to, like, help you for, you know, a couple hundred dollars here and there. 
it's just not that serious. And once you realize like how valuable your time is, you get very comfortable outsourcing all types of shit. So I I found myself in that place too, where like I've outsourced even negotiating brand deals now. Like I have an agent who literally does that for me because I got sick of the back and forth with, you know, inquiries about how to work with me, what I want to get paid, like what they want delivered, all of this shit. That takes so much time. And for me, it just wasn't worth it after a certain point. So I'm like, I got to find somebody to literally have these conversations for me because I got other shit to do. I got to make money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> all right. So let me see. There's another question. What about working with a college and creating an internship as well as hiring? That's actually a great idea. You know, like I don't I don't know what that would look like. I imagine you might want to contact like the career services uh, department of a university and um you know if you're gonna hire interns please for the love of god make sure that they're paid interns because we can't be out here perpetuating like abusing women of color and and just people in general and like having them work for us for free i'm never going to be a fan of unpaid internships like this whole bullshit about oh you're gonna get experience fucking stop like people deserve the dignity of getting a paycheck for the work that they're doing for you especially if you're making money because of the help that they're doing so please unpaid internships are not a vibe ever okay you're welcome <laughs> all right any other questions y'all i hope this was helpful you know i just wanted to share my my little insights on how i set up this whole thing right and um Another thing, too, to consider, if you have a child, right, you can pay them up to $12,000 a year tax-free to help you with your business. Make sure that it's legit. Make sure that you actually, like, you know, onboard them as an employee. But there are a lot of benefits to hiring your kids to work for you. And um, that's something you definitely want to work with a CPA just to make sure that you are, uh, you know, making all the necessary you know creating all the necessary paperwork to make sure that you know all of that is clean and you're not doing something that's going to get you in trouble with the irs um so i mentioned acuity how do i use it yes so acuity i actually replaced calendly i like acuity better for scheduling uh because there's just more functionality that's built into acuity like you can have people fill out um uh, intake forms and things like that and just it's a superior platform in my opinion and it is worth the uh i think it's a little bit more expensive like 20 something dollars a month but i love it i i if i had to pick one i, I was like acuity is it for me yes yes you can hire a minor um you can hire your five-year-old if you want them to be like a model for your business you know like say you have a clothing store or something um you can hire your adolescent or teen child to help you with social media or to send emails like anything that you they are capable of doing and um you know it's not gonna look weird to the <laughs> it's not gonna look weird to the irs right like you're not gonna say you're paying your five-year-old to like edit your youtube videos right <laughs> like that doesn't make any sense but if you wanted to have like your toddler or something be a model for your clothes or you know just whatever there are ways to to do that yeah so that is that that twelve thousand dollar rule applies to anybody under the age of 18 so definitely take advantage because you know you can have them use that money to like million dollar panda said 
fund a Roth IRA, right? You getting like your 12, your 14 year old, put money in a Roth IRA, they're going to be a millionaire by the time they're like fucking 30 years old. Hello. It's amazing. Okay. Is that any, is that with any family member or children only? So you can do it with other family members. They have to be minors. And, um, you know, I'm not a CPA, so definitely check on the extent of the relationship that needs to be there. But I know people who've done that with like hiring their nieces or nephews or cousins or whatever. There are alternatives if you don't have children. Um, so yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of hacks for business owners in the tax system and you know, it's completely legal. Just make sure that you're documenting things properly and you're working with a financial professional in order to, you know, have all that stuff. Are there any other tools you recommend for streamlining? So, okay, I mentioned Asana, I mentioned Acuity, I mentioned Gusto for payroll. Uh, if you don't actually have like some sort of booking system, like accounting, right, like um, bookkeeping, please, please outsource that to a system like FreshBooks or QuickBooks. It's so important for you to like have clean books as a business owner. Excel files might be useful for you for personal finance, but business finances, especially if you want to make sure that you're taking um, advantage of every single tax deduction that exists, you need to have clean books. So outsource your shit. It is not that expensive to use QuickBooks or FreshBooks or anything like that to you know, make sure you are properly categorizing all the money that comes into your business and categorizing your expenses and all that stuff. And, you know, one thing I didn't talk about is like hiring yourself as a business owner. Right? So that's something that I actually did this year. I am now a employee of my business, like on paper, which you're probably just like, well, what the hell does that mean? You, you know, what, how does that help you? So I filed for S-Corp status, which is a tax designation that helps business owners um, who have LLCs save anywhere from like 30% or more on their taxes. And that happens a couple of different ways. But the major way is that you can basically treat yourself like two people in a business. So you can be the owner and you can actually also be an employee. So now what happens is like I pay myself a monthly salary and all of the money that is my salary is a business expense, right? It's like, what the fuck are you saying? Yes, this is actually a thing. So I can deduct the wages that I pay myself as a business expense and it lowers the um, payroll tax and the self-employment tax that you typically have to pay if you don't do that sort of setup. That is something you must work with a CPA to do and it's usually recommended for businesses who are bringing in at least like $40,000 or more a year. That's when you really start to see the savings um, versus, you know, the cost of setting up something like payroll. I had to take out a workers' compensation policy on myself because that is also a requirement of um, having an S-Corp because, you know, now I'm an employee, so I got to treat myself like one. But, uh, and, and that's, it's really important to have super clean books when you have an S-Corp because they are subject to audits more often than just like an LLC, a single member LLC or something like that. So S-Corp major business hack, find out more by checking out my um, IGTV with um, Shannon Weinstein, who is my CPA. You guys can just scroll back on the history and, and learn way more about that. All right, let me see, what else? Are there any books that helped you on your journey to as an employer? 
Hmm. Are there any books? You know, I'm not a big, like, book person, y'all. I tend to listen to a lot of podcasts. So I love the Hello 7 podcast by Rachel Rogers. Um, I think she's brilliant as a business owner and as, like, a business coach. Definitely recommend her new book, We Should All Be Millionaires, because she talks about, like, million-dollar systems, million-dollar, like, thoughts and habits and behaviors and all these things. And, you know, she talks a lot about, like, how the outsourcing process should look for you. And the thing that she mentions is, like, most people can afford a uh, virtual assistant, right? Like you can afford to pay somebody $15, $20 an hour for a couple hours a week. Maybe that's like four or five hours a week. You can afford $100 a month. Um, I'm sorry, $100 a week. Typically, like if you have some sort of income coming in from your business, or maybe you just put aside some money from your nine to five while you're building your business. So help is not as expensive as people would think. And that is Rachel Rogers, the Hello 7 podcast. And the book is called um, We Should All Be Millionaires. It's fantastic. Gloria, thank you so much. I'm glad you love the podcast, right? And, you know, we have a lot of business owners that come on there, too. So we talk about all these things. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it's a learning process, y'all. Like, we are typically, like, the first people in our families, like, doing shit, like, you know, starting side hustles and and there's a lot of kind of structure that has to go with those types of things. But, you know, hanging out here and learning on these platforms and, and listening to the other business coaches that I have um, come on the podcast and also that come on uh, Instagram Live, they're sharing a lot of gems, right? So take the gems. <laughs> and, you know, this is one of the many topics that I teach about in my um, side hustle course. So let's see, we have some questions here. Am I in Florida? What part? Yes, I am in Florida. I'm located in the Tampa Bay area. This area is crazy this time of year because there's like rain every single fucking day and there's like tornado warnings every day. But I guess that's the price of living in paradise. What are we going to do? Right? Hurricane season is uh, a real thing. Am I familiar with partnerships? So I actually used to have a um, multi-member LLC. Me and my mom were on my business. Um, I was like 99%... Uh, owner and she had 1%. And the reason why I did that is because my first CPA recommended to have a multi-member LLC because there's like less likelihood of auditing, of, of getting audited. But it just became a little too annoying to have her, you know, have to report distributions and all this shit. So I just decided to become a single member LLC and then I uh, switched, not I switched, but I added the S Corp designation. So if you have questions about partnerships, I definitely recommend reaching out to a CPA. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. <coughs> all right. So, do I write all my blogs? I do not write the blog posts on Yo Quiero Dinero podcast. That is something that my virtual assistant slash social media manager does. That was another thing that was taking up so much of my time. And so I was like, I got to outsource this shit because I have way too many other things to do than me writing blog posts all day. And it takes a lot. It takes a lot of research. Um, 
you know, blogging, like I said, is a science. So I had to train my social media manager, like what, how do you structure a blog post so that it shows up on Google, like all those things. Yeah. So I do outsource that as well. Side hustle cohort sounds interesting. Yes. Um, Jessenia, if you want to find out more, you can go to sidehustlemoguls.com and you can read all about the program. Learning about this season, I'm in Jacksonville, just moved from Pennsylvania. Yes, I mean, I feel like I knew kind of, you know, the general vibe of weather here in Florida when I moved. Because it's very much like, you know, living in the Caribbean. But uh, these thunderstorms out here are fucking wild. Like, <laughs> my dogs hide under the bed because it's really scary. Like, the windows start rattling and shit. It's wild out here, guys. But, you know, Florida is actually a great place to be a business owner because there is no state income tax. So I save a lot of money on taxes by operating a business here versus somewhere like New Jersey, New York, California. It's a lot. And that's also another thing to note, too. When you're hiring, depending on the state that you're in, you might have more requirements. You might have less requirements. You might have, like, to pay extra taxes that are not applicable to, you know, a place like Florida California is one of the worst places to hire because they have so many rules, even around like who can be classified as a contractor and all that shit. And California just charges for everything and their taxes are wild. So just make sure like, you know, this is not blanket advice when we're talking about like hiring. You have to get to know the labor laws in your state. And that just looks like, you know, going to your state's small business website, working with an accountant that is licensed in the state that you uh, have a business. And, and really understanding like what the nuances are for being a business in a state because each of these 50 states is like its own little economy and the rules are completely fucking different depending on where you go yes <coughs> all right y'all so that's what i had for you today um you know hiring somebody for your business can be super scary but if you want to scale at some point you gotta stop trying to do all the shit focus on the big important money-making activities the strategy you know creating your offers like that's where your effort needs to be so that you can actually turn this into a profitable business versus a very fucking time-consuming hobby <laughs> okay so um i will see y'all tomorrow we're gonna have another instagram live with wealth para todos and we're gonna talk about how to enjoy the journey to financial independence because trust and believe the journey to getting wealth wealthy and rich should not feel like painful and disgusting and like miserable. <laughs> so we're going to talk about how to enjoy the journey there. All right, you guys have a great night. You can watch this on replay. Love y'all and see you tomorrow. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you are ready to take your dinero to the next level, sign up for our free 14 page guide, the financially lit Latina the ultimate blueprint for becoming poderosa with your dinero. This 14-page guide includes our best tips on money mindset, budgeting, debt repayment, career, investing, financial independence, side hustles, and more. And you can get it completely free. So to get your copy of the Financially Lit Latina, just head over to yoquierodineropodcast.com slash start. That's yoquierodineropodcast.com slash start and start transforming your dinero story today. Until next time, stay empowered, stay inspired, and stay poderosa.
the Yo Quiero Dinero podcast and associated entities, all information provided is for general information purposes only and does not constitute accounting, legal tax, or other professional advice. Listeners should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. We assume no responsibility for information contained on this podcast and associated entities and disclaim all liability with respect to such information, including but not limited to any liability for errors, inaccuracies, omissions, or misleading or defamatory statements. Usage of this podcast and associated content constitutes an explicit understanding and acceptance of the terms of this disclaimer.